Welcome to the How's Your Soul podcast. My name is Andrew and you are listening to season one, episode 25, The Soul's Desire for Accountability. In this episode, I discuss how accountability has been modeled both poorly as well as beneficially for the soul. Oftentimes, accountability can be seen as this just really frustrating and confusing and even shame-filled process. And some of you listening may have even had experiences like that. But it doesn't have to be that way. I'll take a look at how accountability has been modeled well, both in scripture and in my life, and highlight some of the positive places I've seen accountability impact the human soul. So I know that there's a lot of different takes on the word accountable or accountability, right? It's, it kind of really fits very comfortable in the Christianese words and terminology, right? You have like sanctification, justification, you have holy, you have glorified. And I feel like accountability just like, mm, it's like kind of makes its home in that world where it just feels really religious. And I will, I imagine that anyone listening has probably rubbed shoulders with this with this word and has either walked away with a positive experience or a negative experience. I would say very rarely have I ran into someone that has encountered the concept of accountability and has just like remained neutral. They're like, yeah, that was okay. There's there's usually this more visceral reaction. And we'll talk about that in a second. I do I do think accountability really drills to the soul level, which is probably why people are either greatly impacted in a positive or negative way. But I also want to try to draw back real quick to the title of the episode, which is The Soul's Desire for Accountability, which for many people reading that, they're like, hmm, no, right? Like, I don't really have that desire, and I'm not I'm not super interested in accountability. I, I think culturally, we're a society that, that really hates accountability. We run away from accountability. We point fingers rather than take ownership of, of, of what's been given to us or the mistake that we made. And so accountability specifically within a cultural standpoint is very absent, incredibly absent. I mean, just look at our political figures. Look, 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 look at the top leaders of our nation, of our country, of our churches, of our organizations. I mean, a severe lack of accountability, severe lack of accountability. What's fascinating is we can often point the finger at those people and say they need to be held accountable and then when the fingers pointed back to us well what about you it becomes really uncomfortable and i I genuinely think because there's there's experiences personal experiences that keep us from having a uh, more of an objective view of accountability right that it's tainted with either a positive or negative impression and uh but ultimately ultimately I really do fundamentally believe that the human soul has this innate desire for community. We've talked about that multiple times throughout this podcast, and I want to kind of reiterate the importance of that because I think it's going to drive this conversation forward. I really believe that when, when God created the human soul, he created it within the confines and within the kind of beautiful guardrails of, of community. It needs to exist in community. To be alone, to be detached from other souls is detrimental to the health of a soul. And 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 we've experienced this. Like loneliness is not something light. 
that that we can just joke about like loneliness and i think we had we had we talked a whole episode on this loneliness really drills deep into the health of the of the human soul and can push the human soul to do really um really 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 chaotic things that, that end up damaging the soul even further in an attempt to find community uh, or an attempt to alleviate the pain of loneliness um, i'll link that episode in the show notes if you want to check that one out but i do think that there's this fundamental belief that we're we're destined for community we're destined for connections for relationships and i think i think the human soul craves a, a, a certain level of intimacy. Like the more that I'm kind of experiencing and, and, and having these conversations with other people about the human soul and, and really exploring this topic, it, it does feel like it, it'd be really difficult to live at a kind of a superficial surface level with everyone if that makes sense, like there's something in the soul that craves something a little deeper. It just craves, it craves depth. And part of that depth, I think, comes with truly knowing somebody. And then I think it's also this, this, this trust, this foundation of trust that's built where it's like, I know you enough to speak into the depths of your soul and you know me enough to speak into the depths of my soul my struggles my addictions my habits my hang-ups my goals my dreams my aspirations and and I give you this key to my soul to speak into those things I would define that as accountability now we'll unpack that obviously a lot more I'm just flying by right now but I I wanted to start with, I think everyone listening to this podcast, and I think everyone that exists on planet Earth, desires intimate community. And at some fundamental level, that means including into the conversation, the idea of accountability. Now, I know that everyone kind of has a different take on accountability, and I know that the church has done its own number on what accountability is and what accountability isn't. So let me just share my experience a little bit and, and hopefully that might tap into how you have felt when it comes to the topic of accountability. Uh, and actually, I think this is even more or less uh, the church for my, this is just my experience and more actually the university I attended. But growing up, there was this term, I don't know how frequently used it is now, it was called accountability partners. And it was this big responsibility that um, you were given or you gave to most of the time it was a friend. And that was like a big deal. It was like, wow, you're asking me to be your accountability partner. Wow, that's a big, that's a big responsibility. You know, typically your friends, you get to know each other, yada, yada, yada. And then when you ask that person to hold you accountable, there's typically this, hey, like, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm struggling with, right? This is the habit or hang up or whatever that's in my life. You're kind of, you're kind of like, oh, 
opening the conversation even deeper and revealing more of your soul and kind of the unhealth that you're hoping to heal from. And then you invite this person in and the conversation goes something like this. And I'll use my example. Hey, uh, I really struggle with pornography and I, I just, I want, I need somebody to help me with this. Like I can't do it on my own. Would you be willing to hold me accountable? Uh, so that I don't look at, at porn and the other person's like, oh my gosh, oh wow, that's, thank you so much for, you know, inviting me into that process. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Now, typically the other person has no idea what that actually entails, but it's a kind gesture. So they say yes. And then sometimes they perceive, okay, I think I'm supposed to check up on him on this. And so what ends up happening in the relationship is it kind of just becomes tailored around accountability (laughs) it's like when we sit down and have a conversation it's not like hey man you know how are exams going how are these going how's life going it's hey man hey yeah so let me i want to check in how how are you doing dude how are you doing with the porn thing man you know is there anything that i can do i can i pray for you in any way and you're like dude i'm just kind of here to like just chill dude i don't want to really talk about this right now right the, the relationship kind of shifts and it, and you know, it, for me, in my experience, it kind of sours the relationship a little bit. Maybe you've had similar experiences. Um, but for some reason, the university that I attended, that was such a huge part was holding one another accountable. And the way they did that was through this like dutiful transaction. It felt like, like you asked this person to hold you accountable, or if you were in a position of leadership, you were automatically assigned an accountability partner um, to someone that was in a leadership position above you. And so there was this weird, um, I don't even know what my role was, the spiritual whatever of the hall. I know. And then there was the RA and the RA was my accountability partner. And I was the accountability partner to some other leaders that were on the hall as well yada 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 and then they were accountability leaders to to the men on the hall and so there was this kind of hierarchical system and structure and the relationships never really moved into these authentic relationships in my opinion i think i had like one i had one relationship that was actually phenomenal um that was like just really really healthy uh and ironically enough we rarely talked about the concept of accountability or uh, anything like that. We just talked about life and we talked about how we're doing and we talked about the things that we're questioning and the things that we're struggling with and the areas of opportunity we see in our life and what it means to pursue those things and what it means to live wisely. And we just had these kind of natural organic conversations and that relationship ended up lasting more than any of the other ones because all the other ones were just based around this really like ironically surface level concept of accountability. And I get where, where the church is coming from. You know, I, I, I can imagine that there are experiences out there that are far worse than mine, like, like manipulative shame fill. I mean, like you go there and, and they're like, you know, you're confessing something to, to your accountability partner and they shame you, right? They don't, they don't demonstrate grace um, there's, there's anger there. There's wrath there. There's consequences there. They, t- they, they bring it to the higher. Oh my gosh. I remember, I remember sharing something really close to me to, to somebody and they, and they, without my consent, took it to a leadership team, which just blew the doors off of something that was 
closed and had been resting and was healing and they just made it so so much worse but so yeah I mean there's just so much that can go wrong in accountability and I think um, those listening you've you've probably had uh, potentially really hurtful and harmful experiences uh, with with having this quote-unquote accountability partner or just with the concept of accountability in general I kind of want to ground it to where this originated right where, where where's the heart here before we dive in and just like you know rip into it more i think there's there's some there's some level of wisdom and discernment when it comes to accountability and i kind of want to draw us back to that real quick and acknowledge that because i think it's worth acknowledging again going back to the the concept of the the soul does desire accountability there has to be something there with the soul that's meaningful that we should draw out in this conversation so course i go back to scripture and i look at um, verses like james 5 through 16 or, or chapter 5 verse 16 it says therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective so there's this kind of concept of confessing and uh, obviously that even imparts its own kind of christianese and people have uh, positive and ne- negative experiences about that as well but there's this it, there's there's this communal aspect happening of deep deep intimate conversation so much so that we're willing to reveal the darkest parts of ourselves to another individual and that uh, we hope that the under uh, the other individual guards and and cherishes what we tell them and that they do in turn seek to help us in what we're going through. And so I think that's kind of the foundational idea of James 5. We see that a similar notion in, in, in Galatians 6, 1 through 5, right? So it says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Now, here's what that's not saying, okay? If Joe Schmo, who I don't know, but I know that their lifestyle's wrong, that gives me every right and implication to go approach that person, call them out, and restore that person. First of all, we just totally disregard the, the last part of that verse to restore that person gently. I think there's crazy wisdom in that word. I mean, like, that word deserves to be highlighted, bolded, italicized, colored differently, highlight. I mean, like, there's so much spiritual guidance in restoring somebody gently as opposed to damaging their soul further or calling them out and marring their name and marring their reputation and damaging them. There's a lot of wisdom there, tons of wisdom there. So that process, I think, is in and of itself something that needs to be desired and discerned and sought after because when I'm approaching someone that's in sin, there's so much that can go wrong. And I really do need the Spirit's guidance in how I approach the conversation and vice versa. When I'm in sin, I don't want someone just coming and bashing me on the head with truth, right? In that moment, I need some, I need grace. I need, I need love. I need care. My soul is in a very damaged place. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean there's never a place for hard truth. There's, it just means that it needs to be wisdom and, and discernment going into the conversation. Anyway, uh, but watch yourself. I'll keep going. So if, if someone's condescend, you uh, who live by the Spirit should restore. Oh, that's what I was going to I was gonna make one more notion, right? Typically, 
this is in the this is he's writing to a church that is living intimately with one another. Okay, there's always there's there's already this kind of um, contextual intimacy with the group. All right, if you're if you're going to a church of like more than a couple hundred, you you just not you're not gonna be you're not gonna know those people on an intimate level. And there will be people that know each other on a more intimate level, and and ultimately everyone's kind of connected at at, at to some degree with other people around them. But I think there is this there's con- this concept of relational um, currency that 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 plays a big role in this conversation, and I, and I think this is really important because when we start talking about leadership and and holding leaders accountable. The concept of relational currency is a, a big factor, um, but right, like I, I wouldn't want to go to like a random person that I see in sin and just call them out. Ideally, I'd love to find someone that's close to them, that knows them, that cares about them, and say, "Hey, I think this is what I'm seeing in their life. Maybe have a conversation with them about this, because I feel like that would be perceived so much better from from a person that loves and cares from them than just Joe Schmo." You know, when we um, first started a small group here in, in Colorado, we, the first couple we were doing, a, we we're doing a, uh, we started a small group and we we're going to do it on, on marriage and biblical marriage and how, um, men can serve their wives and wives can serve their husbands. But there was this fundamental belief in the concept of marriage and what marriage is and that it is between a man and a woman as the Bible clearly outlines and describes. And the first couple that we ever had sign up for this was a lesbian couple. And we had to like have a conversation about like, Hey, thanks for signing up. Like, that's so cool. But we want you to be aware of how we were like, where we believe marriage is and where we believe marriage isn't. And there was no win-win. There just wasn't. Like we're strangers telling these people we don't we don't value your marriage from a biblical perspective. Like how do you think that's going to come across? And of course they took it the wrong way. Of course they blew up in our face. Now we had the entire church leadership behind us because we we really worked very closely beside them in this situation. But it, it doesn't feel any better. Right? And I often think that's where accountability gets a really hard knack. It's like there's just these like holier than thou people which we really put ourselves in a position where we tried not to be that that's just like you're in sin and you're in sin and you're in sin and you need to be better and you need to be better and you need to be better and shame 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 guilt 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 and and people are just like, like i don't want accountability anymore just leave me alone please like i already have i'm already hard on myself i already know what i did wrong right i'm already one i'm already one step further down than you're putting me like, I get it. I freaking get it, right? And so I do think that's kind of where accountability is getting this knack is when we're, when we're talking about these things. It's like, gosh, it's so easy for all this to just go so wrong. And so anyway, let's I'll keep going back to Galatians 6. We haven't finished yet. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you uh, who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourself or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens. Hmm. We don't often correlate that part of the verse to the previous part of the verse. I think we split those for some reason. There's this concept of accountability and calling someone out and, and restoring that person. But what does it mean to also in that process carry the other person's burden? 
In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. And I want to, there's something powerful about that last sentence that that I feel like a lot of people kind of are like, well, I don't know really what that means because it just said we should carry each other's burdens and it's like for each one should carry their own load. I don't really get it. I'm just going to kind of ignore it. Uh, But I think there's something profound in that last sentence that has to do with accountability that I fundamentally had no clue and understanding of until later on in my life. And that's this. Accountability only goes as far as you're willing to take it. Okay, let me say that again. Accountability will only go as far as you're willing to take it. addiction or a hurt or a pain or something that you're you're seeking insight and wisdom and healing beyond yourself and so you're inviting someone into that process great but healing will only go as far as you allow it if i put all of accountability on a single individual and i just say well i'm doing the accountability thing so i'm good to go I guarantee you, you will continue to live in that sin or addiction or hurt or hang up because there needs to be this personal responsibility to own the journey and the healing as well. I've seen this in my life with pornography, right? I get to the place where I finally dump and it feels really good, by the way, to finally talk to someone about something that I've hidden for so long in my life. And so there was that natural feeling of like, oh, I got this out and someone else knows about this and they're saying that they're going to hold me accountable. Whew, good. Like I'm finally taking the step in the right direction. And then I just presumed that by having someone know about this and having someone ask me every now and then, Hey, you looking at porn recently that I would be in a position where I heal from that. That's absolutely not the case, right? I needed to carry my own load. I needed to carry my own burden and bring it and recognize what it is and how I can own it and really truly begin to heal from it. And then that person can be an encouragement and a support in addition to what I'm already doing in the healing process. Never, ever, ever have I seen effective healing happen when I've placed the power of healing in somebody else's hands other than the Holy Spirit. Put it in other humans' hands and you're going to just stay stuck all day long, right? You have alcoholic tendencies and you say, hey, hey, you know, whoever, hey, can you help me? I, I, I tend to, you know, when I drink, I get drunk. Can you, can you help me, you know, just stay sober? If you're not willing to get rid of the alcohol in your house or 
go you stop going to parties where you know everyone's getting drunk or like nothing's changing dude nothing's gonna change right you got to carry your own load i often feel like that part of the verse gets really left out because when it comes to accountability it, the more i look at this kind of conversation and this topic the more i recognize it as really a support system than anything else it's, it's someone that is in a place to support and encourage that's it they're they're there for you but but there's something that you need to do right there's there's a healing process that you've been invited into by god that you need to that you need to lean into and sure that person can help and that person could be a huge place of wisdom and discernment and can speak a lot of truth into your life but you have to own that that process I have some um, some questions that I wanted, wanted to ask you and, and myself when it came to this topic of support. Because I truly think that's what accountability is. And that's what it should be. And I often think it, it, it becomes so construed when it's just this like super laser focused kind of point of view where it's like my whole responsibility for accountability is is to make sure this person doesn't sin and I'm going to make sure this person doesn't sin and I'm man I'm going to make sure I ask this person you know and I'm going to I'm going to be there for them and I'm going to yada 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 and it's it's become so non-relational it's robotic so here's maybe some more relational questions that can get us back to I think where the heart of accountability really lies when is the last time you had a friend call you just to ask how you're doing not to talk about like an addiction or a lifestyle or a habit or a hang up or shoot the breeze at surface level stuff like sports and hobbies and weather. I'm like, like someone called you to say, how, like, how are you doing? How are you doing? How's life going? How's the kids? How's the job? How's your spouse? Hey, how are, how, you know, what, what's, what's challenging? You, what, what, where are some of the, what are some of the obstacles that you're seeing? Where are some of the opportunities that you're seeing? How are you doing? And then when is the last time you called a friend and just asked him or her how they were doing? You know, funny enough, I actually had a friend out of the blue. I hadn't talked to him in, in um, a while. Just call me up. It was so good. And that's all we talked about. It was like, hey, how are you doing? You know, what, what stage of life are you in? What are you learning? What are the challenges that you're seeing? What, what, what are you struggling in? And, you know, he's like community. And I'm like, same, you know, it's like community is really tough and challenging, specifically here in Colorado. And it's like, we're just going back and forth and engaging in this meaningful conversation. I'm like, that's it. It's like, that's, we have figured that is the essence of accountability. To be there for one another holistically as a human to a human in a relationship that is more than just our struggles and our sin. That we have a whole life that's worth talking about and celebrating and encouraging towards. And we need the support of others to speak into that and, and, to, and to be there with us, to celebrate with us and to challenge us and to push us forward. 
all those things are important, not just the sin part and the struggle part and the sin nature part. And right, that's that's so narrow minded version of accountability. And I can totally see if that's the accountability that you were fed or you were told, I can see why you have a really negative outlook on accountability. Because I'm just talking about good friends that have good conversations that go beneath the surface. And they're there to encourage and they're there to challenge. They have that moral support when you need to make a difficult decision. Hebrews 10, I think, kind of broadens the picture here from that more black and white that we're seeing in James 5 and Galatians 6 where there's this kind of like confessing and confronting and um, calling out and restoring. Right, Hebrews 10 comes alongside both of those and they say, let us consider how we can spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. There's this optimistic, beautiful side of positive, encouraging and reinforcing in the world of accountability. And we often do not talk about it like that. That accountability can be this beautiful spurring of one another towards love and good deeds. That accountability can be this beautiful meeting up together with one another to encourage the other. I love that. Because I often, when I hear accountability, even still, and, and, it, and it rubs me the wrong way, I just, I, all I think about is feeling shame of having to confess, I've done it again. Freaking screwed up again, Andrew. I'm confessing this to someone who's, I don't know how they're going to hold me accountable. And here we are doing the same thing over and over and over. And it's not like this deep, intimate relationship where I get to just express where I am and who I am to this other person and they can just reciprocate that back to me and we have this deep intimate relationship this community that's truly built on knowing each other so that we can know God more and seek wisdom from one another and seek advice and counsel from one another and seek encouragement from one another and seek yeah seek challenge and pushback and conflict from one another calling out Yo, you're not this. This isn't who you are. I'm holding you to the standard you you called yourself to. There's that too. It's all there. It's not just one aspect. And when we cut it out, when we segment it, and we laser in on it, it's so easy to see that in just such a negative light. I was, and I've mentioned this book multiple times, but Morgan Snyder, at the end of this Audible book, that he that he um. He wrote, and then, of course, he was um, he was speaking. He specifically um, kind of created like an exclusive segment to the Audible book where he brought in a, a kind of a podcast, brought all of his guys that he's really, really close friends with that they've been kind of living a very particular lifestyle together in an attempt to grow not only as men, but glow, grow as, as wise, godly men um, to their spouses, to their children, to their in their work environment, as leaders in the community, things like that. And just hearing their conversation was 
kind of like a breath of fresh air, to be honest, of just hearing these guys talk about how the other men in this group has challenged them and pushed them and have they've encouraged them towards certain seasons of growth and certain challenges that they've wrestled with. And, you know, guys were, were saying, I, you know, I would never have made this jump. Like I would have never gotten here if it wasn't for this guy in the group or this group in general, right? Like they pushed each other onward and forward and not in this condescending, shameful way, but in this encouraging way, spurring one another towards love and good deeds, knowing that each step is an opportunity to grow as men, wise and godly, full of discernment, full of leadership opportunity. And it kind of pushed them to continue doing this in this positive way. And and it was beautiful. And I loved the conversation. And I thought, that's it. That's it. Like, let's, let's hold to that. Let's look at that and glean from that and recognize that is truly what accountability is, not this kind of garbage shame-filled conversation on the same addiction you're struggling with. It is way deeper than that. It is about your soul and how your soul's doing and what it needs and what it's where it's growing and what it's feeling challenged by. And you need that. Like our soul deeply desires those kind of conversations. And it and it and it's it's just it be, it's becoming so much more obvious to me that that is such a reality for for my soul and and the souls of of those around me. Which is kind of freeing because it's like, well, if, if I'm wanting it, then maybe my friends are wanting it too. Like, hey, can we, like, what if the next time you're hanging out with a good friend, you just try to take it a little step deeper? How are you doing? Hey, you, t- you, you mentioned that you, that you were really going through it here. How is the, how is that going? What was the outcome of that? Tell me a little bit more. Just like just being genuinely interested in the life of another person, deeper than just their hobbies and their interests. And starting to dissect the soul and inviting that person to do the same. I feel it can then create this really meaningful community that is spurring one another towards love and good deeds, as well as creating an environment rich in confession of our sins towards one another, not in shame and guilt, but in healing and grace and righteousness and power. It's effective. It's beautiful. It's, 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 we're, we are striving to be better humans together. I think it's so cool. So that's all I got. (laughs) I feel like you can have more and dive deeper into the ins and outs of accountability, but there's so many great resources out there. This conversation was more just to open up the topic to, to more than just this negative side. I think we often become accustomed to when we talk about accountability and accountability partners and trying to to move past maybe the the experiences that we've had with accountability that were really really negative and recognizing that hey my soul really needs this and there is a really healthy version of accountability out there it's not easy probably takes a lot of time and you have to find the right friends to do it it's not just any joe schmo right? you have to find friends that are committed to following jesus and and wanting to pursue wisdom and discernment just like yourself
But man, I feel like if you find that, don't uh, don't let it pass you by. I think those final two questions I'll reiterate again because I feel like they're just good indicators of where your soul is with this whole concept of accountability. When was the last time you had a friend call you just to ask how you were doing? And when was the last time you called a friend and asked how they were doing? Pretty simple. And I think that's just a good good couple questions to run throughout your day. Maybe every every couple weeks. Maybe every week, maybe every month. Just like kind of where am I? You know, let's get a let's get a little pulse on how I'm how I am, how my soul's doing in community and intimacy. And what it means for me to really engage healthfully with accountability so that I can grow my soul and become healthy and tackle difficult things with people that I know love me and will encourage me. And hopefully together we're just becoming better humans and uh, not only that, but but understanding the heart of God and becoming more like him uh, each time we're able to interact. So my challenge to you, my encouragement to you, I think accountability can be a beautiful thing. Our souls desire it. and It doesn't have to be the negative thing that everyone thinks it is. 